0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. Have you ever wanted to reduce the amount of plastic you have in your life? There's been a huge lot of news about the use of plastic bags. Many of us have started using reusable bags when we go shopping. Lots of grocery stores have stopped using plastic bags altogether. But have you ever thought about how much plastic you use in the bathroom? Erin Rhodes is an eco-lifestyle author and blogs as the Rogue Ginger, because she has beautiful ginger hair. (laughs) She's also the mum of one little boy, and she's on a mission to help everyone live with less waste. Hi, Erin, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Look, when and why did you start to live with less waste? So my journey, to say, uh,
1: started in 2013, so now over six years ago, and it all happened because I watched a documentary before that, I was very much into your fast fashion, fast food. I was a very poor recycler. I was a climate skeptic too. And wow. the thought of <laughs> watching an eco documentary was, just sounded so boring.
0: So how did you get there in the first well, place? Well, it was an
1: eco-documentary uh, that my sister recommended to me um, on a day when I was just really bored or stuck at home in bed sick, and I'd run out of all of my Nicholas Sparks movies. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister's pretty trendy and cool, so I take her advice all the time, and she had watched one the night before and uh, called The Clean Bin Project follows a couple from Canada who gave themselves the challenge to buy nothing new for one year and create no rubbish for one year. And the only reason why I downloaded it to watch was because the star of the documentary has red hair (laughs) (laughs) and us gingers have to support other gingers for some reason.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that.
1: So uh, it was in this documentary that I learnt about, you know, how much plastic we produce and that it never really goes away. It just goes somewhere else. And essentially the next generation is going to be stuck to pick up after us, like clean up our mess. And it was after that, I just felt this weight of responsibility that I needed to do something so that yeah, the next generation won't be, you know, having to deal with all of our rubbish,
0: won't have oceans filled with plastic. It's just, you know, the change starts with me. That documentary maker, I hope you wrote to them and said, I have. <laughs> have. And did they get <laughs> yeah. back to you? Yes. yes oh, yeah. good. Oh, I love that. Um, has it been difficult?
1: Do you know what? It's not as hard as I think as people see it could be. I've been doing this for six years, so it's been a slow progress, and I've taken it really easy. I've been very gentle on myself. You know, there was a point I got to like, I, you know, there's all these straws here, and I forget to say no, and I'm a failure. But you just realize the next day I can wake up, and I can try again.
0: I love that idea because I think whenever I um consider going zero waste. I think, oh, it's just another thing on top of school and notes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm never gonna be able to do it. I can't even get my kids to eat their vegetables. How <laughs> am I either. gonna <laughs> get how am I gonna get them to stop taking straws when they go to get a drink? Um but that's that's a really practical way, isn't it? Yeah. Tomorrow's then, a new day. Exactly. Just try your best. Mm-hmm. Um and how much waste, talking about bathrooms, how much waste do we typically see from a bathroom? So from a bathroom, which is just one room or two rooms in our house,
1: 356 million plastic bottles alone wow. each year. And is that worldwide? No, that's, just that's, that's just Australia. <sighs> that's a lot. That's a lot. It's really scary, especially, you know, being a mum and just thinking, what are we going to leave our children you know, it's
0: just, it's really sad. And, you know, I, when I think of zero waste, I, I admit I didn't really think about the bathroom. And when you said that, I just thought about all the bottles or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the many, many plastic <laughs> bottles, particularly when, you know, someone wants to try a different shampoo yes. or uh, the kids get a present that's yes bubbles for kids yes. or whatever. Um, so what are the alternatives to bottles?
1: So one of the best alternatives is a solid shampoo bar or a solid conditioner bar, you can also get solid deodorant. So uh, it's like a bar of soap, but it, instead it's a concentrated version of shampoo, conditioner, deodorant. When you go to buy these products, you're paying for not only the plastic, but mainly water. Most of that shampoo is just water when it's in liquid form. So when it's concentrated, you get just that shampoo, and you save between three to five plastic bottles as wow. well. So you, the equivalent about three bottles of shampoo are in a one bar. And do you, that is, that's
0: crazy. That's a good <laughs> argument for parents, isn't it? They yeah. just you don't have to go and get more stuff. Um, Where do you store something like that? Because I, you know, soap in as a cake often.
1: Yeah, yeah. So a there's dirty. a
0: brand I really love called Etique, who are
1: now stocked in Priceline, which is oh wow, fantastic because someone has been doing this for so long, I've usually had to order stuff online or travel to like some health food store. Now I can just pop up to my high street, It's right there. I can grab it. And they also sell little containers so you can keep it all stocked in there so it doesn't get all wet and sludgy. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Um,
0: Now, of course, there are other things that families have in their bathrooms that aren't just um, bottles that are also plastic. Is there a way of being zero waste with disposable things like toothbrushes? Yes. So there's bamboo toothbrushes or wooden ones. They do have a little bit of
1: plastic and that's the bristles. But you can soak them in hot water once you're finished with them, pull those bristles out, they go to landfill. Then you can keep the um, bottom of it, use it as a garden marker, craft projects. Uh, You can also
0: then just pop it into your home compost too. Oh, right. Oh, because it would break down. Um, And I... The thing in our bathroom is sometimes I look at it and think, are you kidding? How do the toys end up here? There's just this pile of plastic toys. I mean, some of them are meant for the bath. Most of them aren't. Um, Any tips on toys for the bath? You've got a one-year-old, I'm sure. He loves the bath. So I'm not adverse
1: to kind of buying toys, especially plastic ones, but I try to get them from, say, my toy library or instead I'll go to the op shop as well. So I try never to buy any new plastic because that just contributes to the problem. And most of our plastic toys are actually made of recycled plastic right. that can no longer be recycled anymore. So those toys will go to land for when they break. But there are some other options. You could look for wooden ones as well that are um, probably a lot more safer as well. Um, there's a lot of um, like buy, swap, sell groups for those kind of things too if you don't want to buy them brand new.
0: Otherwise, op shops or there's some great stores online as well to look for those kind of products. Have you found as kind of a, a side benefit, I guess, of being zero waste that you're actually saving money?
1: Oh, yeah. I've saved so much money and that's probably because I don't buy anything new anymore. And it's also about reassessing who I'm supporting with that dollar because it's not only about the environment, it's also, you know, who made my stuff. I want to make sure that they're paid fairly and correctly and they're in safe working conditions as well. And I'm also trying to buy things that last and not too much. So my son, we've got a toy library membership. That's a great way to keep toys down. We never buy processed food, so instead we're buying like the fruit and vegetables that he can just chew. More fruit than vegetables at the moment, really, (laughs) let's be honest. I'm with you, I understand. (laughs) So it's just, yeah, slowing down and thinking first before making that impulse buy, before, you know, just throwing your money anywhere just to keep your child happy. Kids are pretty good with this stuff. I think they understand They've got a lot more they've got a lot more empathy than us, I think, when it comes to seeing the environment and animals. So I think we are a bit scared to make that change, but you'd be surprised how much kids get it before us adults do.
0: Yeah. It's it's such a great story, Erin. Thank you for coming and talking with you. <laughs> us. That was Erin Rhodes, aka The Rogue Ginger, which is also where she blogs, and we'll pop links to that website in the description of this episode. Next time on Feed Play Love, we're talking to Dr. Sneha Woodwani about medium-term and reversible contraception, that is injections, patches and rings.
1: These really, they are that kind of middle ground that not many people tend to go for, and that's for lots of different reasons. So the the medium-term contraceptives, really we're talking about the patch, the ring and the injection.
0: This podcast is produced by Elise Cooper. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you'll join me for the next episode of Feed, Play, Love.